there anyone else who might have had contact with her? This was everyone. Aaron Barnes did. Barnes, he worked on another floor. There were documents she needed to sign. He picked her up from the airport. He picked her up from the airport? Yes. Where is he? Welcome to Growing Up Punk, the podcast about punk rock and all of its friends. And this episode is uh, its definitely about all of its friends. By that, I mean a number of different styles of music that we're going to talk about on this record or in this episode. Also, just a bunch of friends contributing to this episode. This is part two of our quarantine scene uh, little series, I guess, that we're doing records that we think, or in this case, our friends think you should discover while you're self-isolating, while you're quarantining, if you need to, whatever the case may be, spending a lot more time, you know, hanging out at home inside. Uh, so why not discover some new music that um, people are telling you? Great. Simple as that. Uh, before we get into it, uh, I do want to let you know, go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Growing Punk Pod. You can find myself, David, and uh, my normal co-host, Aaron. You can find our Twitter and Instagrams. Uh, linked there as well. Wherever you're listening to the show, make sure you tell your friends about it. Make sure you rate it, review it, subscribe, all that kind of stuff uh, to help the show grow a little bit. We got a lot of friends that we're going to hear from here, but we could always use more friends. Uh, so make sure you go and do that. And uh, yeah, without further ado, we're going to get into the first one here. Basically how this is going to work, I'm about to introduce the first one and it is just going to hop from one to the next. Uh, the first one that we're going to hear is uh, Matt from the band Junior. Okay, so three albums which I feel are like underappreciated. Um, yeah, underappreciated and uh, deserve a little bit more attention during this uh, quarantine. Uh, okay, so my first pick, uh, I'm going to go for Manchester Orchestra, uh, Simple Man. I sort of see like a select few people who like him. Like my drummer in my old band loves them and got me onto him ages and ages and ages ago. Um, but I don't know how popular they are over there. But 
What I will say is that Simple Math is like an insane record, just a really clever, multi-layered, textured rock record, and uh, the strings and the instrumentation on it is just like, that's oh, amazing. So I would recommend that to anyone. And like two really good standout tracks is the title track, Simple Math, uh, which is just the sort of like sprawling, orchestral, episodic, like rock track and it's just really, really cool uh and then the other one uh pale black eye which kind of has like a david bowie all the young dudes sort of vibe to it but it's just really cool like anthemic it goes in directions you don't expect it to uh the harmonies are really really cool um yeah so great record great great record uh my second choice um a lot of these ones aren't like underground artists at all but it's just like Albums which I feel like are underappreciated for how good they are, or at least artists. Um, but for my second one, uh, I'm gonna go for Purity Ring, Another Eternity. sort of going back and forth um, between this record Another Eternity uh, and their other record Shrines which is also really really good but I went for this one because it's more sort of like accessible I suppose but just really really great synth pop just really interesting synth pop like I love the instrumentation uh, I love the mixing um, I love the vocals it's just like really well put together um, synth pop but with like a dark twist um, and the two tracks I'm going to pick from that There's a song called Begin Again Which was kind of like the big single I suppose But like uh, I remember it was on the radio all the time uh, When I used to work in a clothes shop um, Many years ago And uh, it was I just remember hearing it and thinking to myself Who is this uh, And then I randomly stumbled upon it When I was just sort of scrolling through YouTube and found it and I sort of made the link and I was like, oh cool, this is amazing. So I'm gonna go for Begin Again and also the opening track Heart Side, which is also just another really good sort of pop uh yeah, pop track. Um and for my third one, uh I am gonna go for uh, a record which maybe isn't the is gonna fill you with joy and you know hope while we're all quarantined, but it's nails and you'll never be one of us.
are a sort of extreme hardcore punk band um, and uh, they're great I love love the sound it's just like this wall of noise uh, it's just so intense uh, but in all the best ways like it, it, it could be uh, interpreted as like messy but it's not it's so calculated it's just calculated rage and I love that I think it's just a really cool sound uh, and every song is like two minutes long it's just like visceral just barrage for two minutes and then just gone um, so the two tracks I'm going to pick from that record uh, is You Will Never Be One of Us which is the title track uh, which opens up the record which is just like just got really sick riffs and just like is really really like uh, kind of atmospheric I'd say it's 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 uh, um, it's 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 just really like uh, I don't know like it's the tonality of it is so dark and you just, it just opens you up to what the record is going to be like which is just like not joyous but love it and then the second track I'd recommend um, is the closing track um, they come crawling back which is like a seven minute song which is completely unheard of for them because it's always like two three minute songs but they got this like sprawling like slow sludgy track to close it out and it's just so cool it's so just sinister um and I love it it's really, really cool um yeah so those are my three I also want to give a special mention to a song that came out this year uh by Joji who is used to be pink guy on YouTube and used to be just be sort of like used to be memeing uh, back in the day but now he's kind of like gone into sort of emo trap slash sort of lo-fi realm and a music career and like I was never super keen on his stuff like I would keep an eye on it but it was always like a little bit too lo-fi and like his singing wasn't super great but the last couple of songs he's put out have been like just got better and better and better and just way more interesting like he did Slow Dancing in the Dark which is obviously was a really big song and was on that record Ballads 1 uh, which I loved which I thought was really, really cool and then he put out a single called Sanctuary which was just like uh, it was just like a really interesting pop song uh, and that again I was like just really tight but then this year he put out a song Run which to me I, I mean there have been some great records already out this year like Code Orange and you know uh, but for me this might be my song of the year it's so good it's so like it's got such a vibe it's so uh, atmospheric and like it's just really it's hard to explain it's kind of like I, really, I love the mixing I love like how it kind of like just closes you in and it feels really claustrophobic and it also has a really cool video uh, which you should definitely check out so there are my three albums and uh, one song uh, that I recommend during the quarantine uh, so yes stay safe rock on Hey, this is Billy from Van Silverstein. Uh, I'm here at my house in Toronto, uh, where I've been isolating for nine days since returning home from postponing a tour in the United States. 
my friend Aaron asked me to recommend a couple of records um, while home in isolation. So um, the first record uh, is by a band called The Exploding Hearts. Uh, the record is called Guitar Romantic. crazy because to me this record sounds like it could have come out in the 70s it's like really reminiscent of the buzzcocks um new york dolls undertones you know that kind of stuff um also has like a bit of a strokes vibe uh, so i guess that's kind of the era but certainly more of a punk record uh, than the strokes uh the crazy thing about this record um is it came out in like the spring of 2003 and then that summer the band was driving home from a gig and got into a van accident and like half of the band died so this is kind of the only record they released um and i think as far as punk records go um you know underrated and um under the radar punk record this is definitely one of my favorites um it's a go-to I listen to it all the time. It's um, it's kind of one of those, uh, yeah, those like diamond in the rough gems of a record. Um, some favorite tracks of mine off of Guitar Romantic. Uh, I really like Sleeping Aids and Razor Blades, um, Rumors in Town, and Throwaway Style. Um, yeah, check that one out. Uh, the second record that we'll go to here is a new record. Um, just came out late last year. Uh, it's by a band called White Reaper, and it's their newest record. It's called You Deserve Love. So I woke up with the curse. I was searching, I was looking through the purse. Taking measures to defend. Because you swore you'd always treat me like a friend. recommend I really uh, love and found out about White Reaper through their record uh, the, the World's Best American Band which came out in 2017 but let's talk about You Deserve Love uh, new record from White Reaper uh, to me this band has like you know they're kind of more of like a power pop band but they've got certainly moments of like the clash um, it's real like cheap trick 
with Finn Lizzie, kind of like guitar solos and leads. Um, really, really catchy songwriting. Um, definitely has uh, like this new record has like a bit of like a Phoenix vibe to it. Um, yeah, it's uh, amazing, catchy, riffy uh, pop songs. Um, some favorite tracks of mine on this one are Might Be Right, um, Real Long Time, and 1F. Um, I also really enjoy You Deserve Love, the last track. And the third record I will recommend is uh, called Wide Awake, and it is by the band Parquet Courts. favorite record that came out that year um, again like more of a kind of garagey power pop record um, but definitely has like reminiscent moments of like Fugazi and the Minutemen um, has like a bit of a modern lovers vibe to it too um, super political lyrics um, I really dig this record start to finish but uh, some Standout tracks to me are Almost Had to Start a Fight in and Out of Patience, Before the Water Gets Too High, and Tenderness, which is the last track on the record. Really great bass playing on this record. It's like kind of uh, got like a Motown kind of funky bass uh, vibe to it the whole way through. Um, really great playing. And yeah, the, the vocals are like kind of shouty and really raw. Uh, definitely a great record, so check those three records out, and stay inside and stay safe. If it stops, I'm, if it stops, I'm, if it stops, I'm having an unshakable nightmare. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Murphy from Columbia House Party. Three albums that I think people should check out during quarantine was something that I thought way too much about. Obviously, you don't want to go with the obvious things, even if even if they're my favorites or they're the things that I've been going to most frequently during the last little bit. So, you know, something like Phoebe Bridger's Stranger in the Alps, which I think everyone should check out, doesn't really qualify because it was probably big enough. Something like Six Scenes by Los Campesinos. I'm imagining with this audience, people are fairly familiar with Los Campesinos. So I try to stretch a little bit here. It's all right the guys that growing up punk first one is from first to last dear diary my teen angst has a body count hello ladies and gentlemen you're 
see right off the top, we've got the excellent Heathers reference in the title. Heathers, a classic I Have Time to Kill movie to fire up on uh, Netflix, and Heathers is great. And that's where, from first to last, we've got the title for this album. Um, I didn't skew much into the screamier side of things as an early 2000s punk person, but from first to last always kind of gripped me, and they've become endlessly fascinating to me since then because their front man at the time of this album was Sonny Moore, who went on to be very, very successful elsewhere uh, after leaving the band, creating this kind of big what-if for a screamo-ish band that seemed like maybe they were nudging up against uh, some level of success. Uh, Sonny Moore instead left to do solo work after two albums with From First to Last. He then became Skrillex. If you are familiar with Skrillex and didn't realize he was the front man for a screamo band, here you go. This is the one you'd want to check out. Uh, I believe the first song you'd probably want to jump into is the One-Armed Boxer versus the Flying Guillotine, which is uh, an amazing track. It's probably their best song and the best example of what Skrillex, Sonny Moore, was like as a singer in a band like this. Uh, you also have Kiss Me, I'm Contagious and Ride the Wings of Pestilence, which are both extremely quarantine-appropriate. Uh, and as a fun side note, Moore actually rejoined the group in 2017 to release a song called Make War, and then they, the band then debuted the song Surrender at Emo Night Day in Los Angeles in 2018. Uh, no word if a full kind of reunion album is coming, but they're still kicking it together, or kicking it again together, rather, uh, and have released a couple songs since. If you want to hear what Skrillex now sounds like as the front man in a band like this, that's Dear Diary. My teen angst has a body count from, from first to last. The second recommendation I would have is Vices and Virtues from Panic at the Disco. Are you worth your weight in gold? Cause you're behind my eyelids when I'm all alone. Hey stranger, I want ya to catch me like a cold. You and God both got the guns. And when you shoot, I think I duck. I left a revolution in my bedroom. And I said on the zipper street. think a fever you can't sweat out obviously a huge gap in the music wilderness and then the current version of panic at the disco which is just brandon yuri and is releasing tracks like high hopes and me where he appears on the taylor swift track in between those two though are a lot of great albums there's the kind of beatles cosplayish, pretty odd and then vices and virtues which is a little folkier leans still pretty heavily on yuri but there's also those tinges of panic at the disco kind of strange uniqueness still um, i think it's the band and brandon yuri's best album other than a fever you can't split out which kind of insists upon itself uh, hurricane is an interesting look back considering where brandon yuri's sound went uh, it still relies a bit on the old Panic sound, but you can kind of see where he's beginning to toy with just making a straight-up pop song and using his vocals that way. Uh, trade Mistakes is a personal favorite that I managed to shoehorn into every annual trade deadline column in my real job covering the Raptors. 
And then The Calendar is one of my probably all-time favorite songs. Uh, the line, I will come back to life, but only for you, is uh, an excellent one. And for all the ways people may roll their eyes at Yuri and what he's currently producing, the dude can write a song and he's got pipes. Uh, Vices and Virtues by Panic at the Disco shows that off really well. As a third recommendation here, this is more of an experiment than anything. I'm going to go with Cauterize's album, So Far From Real. punk band from Oshawa to the extent that they were initially called Take Off, eh? Um, they were actually my first Toronto big city concert in high school. So um, I grew up about an hour and a half, two hours outside of Toronto. It was a big deal when a friend, my friend Jeff, first got his license and we were able to drive into the city uh, for a concert on a school night. No less, we saw Cauterize open for Hoobastank at the Opera House. Not the proudest of uh, first non-parent concerts, but there you go. Uh, if it, that isn't Canadian enough for you. My first actual concert with my parents was Great Big C. So, uh, chased Great Big C with a couple of bare naked lady shows and then Cauterize, formerly Take Off A, opening for Hoobastank. The Cauterize album so far from real is pretty typical early 2000s sound, um, kind of whiny, maybe not the most introspective and uh, woman friendly lyrics on there. Uh, they do have that kind of you know, your favorite band's favorite opener sound where you could see why they didn't have breakthrough success on their own, but you could also see why they would have some, you know, third tier success and they'd get to tour with bands like Hoobastank or Evanescence, who they also toured with. Um, the song Something Beautiful was like a minor hit and made its way onto Much Loud for a little bit. Uh, the song Shooting Stars was actually in Euro Trip. If you need a more, uh, more whole picture painted of Cauterize being a very early 2000s band, uh, Eurotrip and Much Loud probably do it for you. I think a bonus points for using the band's name in a lyric on the song If You Go. They dropped the line, cauterize, the word Cauterize in there. Uh, so yeah, I guess bonus points. Uh, Choke and I'll Cry Tomorrow are also good songs to check out off of that one. Mostly though, I'm just curious if people will actually like this album or if this is just a combination of it's something that I found in high school, the it being one of my first concerts, and then also the CanCon Factor. Uh, very curious if people actually like So Far From Real from Cauterize or if it's just uh, my sort of memory, nostalgia, and attachment to it. Growing Up Punk, thanks so much for having me on, guys. Uh, check out those three albums and hope everyone's staying safe and staying smart. What about the
Hello, I'm Greg Thomas, and I play guitar for the band End and own the recording studio Silver Bullet Studios in Burlington, Connecticut. Here are three records that I think you should discover or check out during the great-slash-terrible quarantine of 2020. I tried to choose three completely different feeling records from three different eras that represent punk to me and also kind of describe the wide array of feelings and emotions that many of us are going through during this period of self-isolation. When Growing Up Punk asked me to compile this list, the first record that came to mind was a DB Crust album from 1997 called Monuments to Thieves by the band His Hero is Gone. very destructive, bleak, heavy, and uh, quite frankly scary record that made a massive impact on me when I was growing up when I uh, first heard it and paved the way for bands like Cursed and Disfear as well as the direction that Converge took about halfway through their career and uh, certainly has influenced a lot of my writing over the years. The album dealt with subjects like institutional racism and oppression and was just such a violent and intense statement that it still resonates with me so many years later. My favorite songs in the album are probably uh, Like Weeds, Chain of Command, and Headless Heartless, which I used to cover with one of my early bands. Um, the album is not available on Spotify or iTunes, so you'll have to go to YouTube to listen to it or uh, download it somehow or order the vinyl. But if you're if you're into just some of the darker sides of punk, it's definitely an album, an important album worth exploring. The members went on to form the band Tragedy, who are also one of my favorite punk bands of the 2000s easily. My second choice goes in a completely different direction. It's a anthemic, melodic, hardcore punk record from 2006 called Our Darkest Days by the band Ignite. Oh, 
got something to say Lead the boys off to war, just to throw them away They plead around, kill all you 238 The trouble times bringing on our darkest days This is a death of liberty This is a price that life has come to mean Knight has very powerful melodic vocals, uh, a lot of fast beats, a good driving force to their music, and they influenced a lot of the uh, sound that bands like With Honor and Comeback Kid would carry the torch for in the early 2000s. The singer Zoli has an incredible voice, always been one of my favorites out of the hardcore punk scene. Uh, he sang for Pennywise for a brief stint of time and has been kind of a... Uh, much revered uh, vocalist, lyricist within the scene for many years and is definitely worth uh, hearing if you haven't already. Uh, my favorite songs from that record are probably the uh, one-two punch of Bleeding and Fear is Our Tradition that start the album. And for my third and final choice, I wanted to go in a yet another different direction uh, I chose an album that to me is uh, very punk in spirit, but not punk in sound. I went with John Carpenter's uh, 2015 record, Lost Themes. known for Halloween, The Thing, They Live, Assault on Precinct 13, um, Big Trouble in Little China, Escape from New York, all these great cult films of the late 70s and early 80s. And what a lot of people don't know about him is that he wrote most of the music for all of his films. And if you've ever seen any of his early films, you know that they are very uh, counterculture for the time period, and they definitely set a uh, precedent and were heavily influential on the punk and hardcore and metal scene of the time period which has permeated to now and um, I think a lot of that is because he was uh, an independent filmmaker made very small budget films it was very DIY hands-on I mean he's one of the only directors that I can think of that wrote the film directed the film produced the film and made the music for the film most of his movies deal with uh, fear of isolation and um, consumerism and, and all sorts of these critiques of Reagan-era politics and things like that. So I think it's very in spirit with um, what I view as punk. His music is uh, very synth-oriented, dark, moody, atmospheric music that feels like it's coming straight out of an 80s film. And there's a real charm to that. And uh, if you're feeling in a mood for something that's a little different and a little more um, kind of 
kind of chill to have on in the background. I think it's a very catchy and haunting record. Uh, my favorite songs on it are Vortex and Fallen. And uh, I think if you're looking for something a little unique, I think it's definitely worth checking out. Thanks for uh, listening to this list. I hope you guys uh, give one of these records at least a shot and uh, stay safe. And hopefully you discover a lot of cool music and write a lot of cool music during this time period. Thanks. Hey, it's John Ladd from Courage Your Heart and Seven Ten Split. I had some ideas of what we should be listening to during this weird time we're in right now where people are going to be more and more quarantined. I think uh, being locked up in a room isn't so bad when you got some really good music to listen to. So let's roll through it. First of all, I listen to different things based on how I feel and for different reasons. I'm not a very political person, but right now there's a lot of angst going on about decisions being made and all those kind of things. And sometimes it's fun to hear somebody complain about it for you. So I would first throw in Propagandi Victory Lap. their newest album um, some amazing technical punk rock stuff in there some really heartbreaking lyrics in some of their stuff too so yeah check that out and uh, just get all political and angry for a minute just let it out second of all I would go into something to kind of just look for the future and my favorite band in the world is called Strung Out you know Fat Records I would tell you to listen to all their albums but for some reason right now I'm thinking of the element of Sonic Defiance
There's a lot of stuff about going to space in that album. Uh, there's a lot of influence on Curse Your Heart uh, about the future and looking forward and looking to see how things are going to build and be rebuilt and all those kinds of things. So that's a very optimistic kind of vibe on some of the songs in there. Still another technical punk rock band, um, another Fat Records band. Uh, I would highly suggest listening to that. And uh, the beginning track is just powerful and it makes you feel like you're gonna take off into space. Let's get to the future and get out of this stuff and build something new. The last would be what I listen to when I'm feeling kinda, I don't know, kinda chill, but feeling good. Uh, a newer band called The Midnight, their album, I think it's called Kids. To the freedom fighters, to the Everest climbers, to the castaways. To the midnight riders, to the spark igniters, I am The guy who uh, is the lead singer of that band, he's actually a folk singer from here in the Atlanta area. I didn't know that before I got into them. And I knew he was a folk singer actually from listening to their lyrics because it's got that retro new wave sound. That's starting to take off right now because all the different people are playing instruments, not just relying on DJs. So it's really, really interesting sounding to me. But I've noticed in his lyrics, they were just really well written and I was like this is too much for a kind of 80s kind of synthwave band then I looked into him and found out he was a folk singer and I noticed there's a lot of folk singers getting into the synthwave stuff so it's got this really cool authentic vibe to it musicians are actually playing the lyrics are incredible and there's a whole scene of this stuff starting to come out again that also has that kind of very optimistic and just happy and just chill and just feels great so get angry get optimistic and feel great more importantly do not fear fear is what's driving so much right now we're gonna pull through all this and opportunity is on the other side one of my favorite quotes ever was from hp lovecraft he said something along the lines of the greatest emotion is fear and the greatest kind of fear is the fear of the unknown and we're all scared because we don't know what's going on. So just know that everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of your fears. Talk to people daily. Hit them up on video phone first. Hit them up on audio next. Text if you got to. Emails or blah. Go for the visual, the audio. See people and have a great time. Do not fear and just love people. I promise, guys, this is going to get really, really awesome one day. Hey everyone, this is Nick Diener. I'm from Wonder Studios and Wonder Effects. We make guitar pedals now, that's a new thing. And I used to play in a band called The Swellers. And I'm here to talk about my top three quarantine records. 
So the first one actually just came to me a little bit ago, and it is Witch Cult Today by Electric Wizard. because that's the kind of music they might know me for playing, but I'm really into the stoner, doomy kind of sludgy stuff. And that record actually doesn't get a lot of hype from their fans or fans of the genre, but it has this kind of strange tonal quality. And driving around today, I was listening to that and a black cat walked across the street as I was driving and I was just like man this song I'm listening to is called Witch Cult Today and a black cat just crossed the street and it kind of signified the end of times in a way it was the weirdest moment it actually made me feel really uneasy but I love the guitar tones and uh, a couple songs from that the first track as I just said Witch Cult Today and track three is the satanic rites of Drugula. That just has an awesome riff too. So if you want to kind of get a little bit zany, get a little bit wasty, check out Electric Wizard. And kind of staying on that apocalyptic feel, another one of my favorite records of all time is uh, Infiltrate, Destroy, Rebuild by CKY. Criminally 
underrated as far as being an influential rock band. Uh, I think a lot of people overlook them just because of the Bam Margera, Jackass, CKY video kind of a gimmick. But beyond that, their guitar work and their songwriting and their production and melodies are just incredible. And uh, the first track on that, Escape from Hellview, again, kind of brings back that uh, doomsday feeling, just like shit hitting the fan. And it has a really dark feel to it. And it's super cool. Really awesome band. And just front to back, I think that record's their strongest one for sure. And for my third record, I had to bring the tone up a little bit and get a little bit more joyful and cheery to get away from that apocalyptic feeling. I would probably listen to the record called Lucky by Not a Surf. Emergency above. On your hard hats and invisible gloves What's going on? I was on the wagon, I thought I was done You have to watch out When one falls in, another can't get out You say, but I like what you say I like what you say You say, but I like what you say I like what you say and Not A Surf is probably one of my favorite bands uh, Just always putting out great records And I'm super glad I rediscovered them Long after 1996 when they put out their first record called High Low And that was kind of a big MTV jam And then they sort of fell off the radar But as far as being an indie rock band They're just incredible great band and i think the happiest song which might be one of my favorite pop rock songs of all time is called i like what you say just so simple short and uh always puts me in a good mood when i hear that or even think about that song but the first track on that record is called see these bones and i think it has to do with the catacombs in france and just kind of all of the stories that all of that stuff down there tells. It's a very cool look at mortality, you know, so to get dark again. Uh, there you go. So yes, Electric Wizard, Witch Cult Today, Infiltrate, Destroy, Rebuild by CKY, and Lucky by Nada Surf. Those are my three records. I hope you check them out. Check out a song or two. All very different sounding from one another. So, it might be a cool little journey. Thanks, and uh, stay home. Wash your hands. Like what you say, you say, baby. I really want to make you happy, baby. I really want to make you happy, baby. I wanna make you happy, baby
Jake Denning, and I run a long-form interview podcast out of the Portland, Oregon scene titled Real Talk with Jake Denning. The goal is simply to have an honest conversation about what they're working on, hobbies, personal growth and mental health, and more. Past guests include members of August Burns Red, Knocked Loose, Wage War, Polaris, and more. You can find me on Instagram at Jake Denning, and no, I have absolutely no relation to country heartthrob Travis Denning. First off, I want to highlight How the Lonely Keep the Lovely by Terminal. release this tooth and nail record is a sleeper in the label's overall discography if you're into some of the current emo tinged front runners like movements and balance and composure this is definitely up your alley it's really awesome to see the band do some return shows as of late in texas thanks to the hard work of people like mike zemer over at third string my favorite track is not all bad next i want to show some love for a record titled certain freedoms by Tradewind. who are unfamiliar with Tradewind, they are an awesome side project from Jesse Barnett of Stick to Your Guns and Tom Williams from Straight from the Path. If you're into laid-back vibes in the vein of From Indian Lakes, Vancouver Sleep Clinic, and maybe even the new record from The Almost, give this one a spin. My favorite track is No King But Me. And finally, I want everyone to check out Everyone I've Ever Loved by Valley Heart. Let the stars come down 
only full-length on Rise Records. This is a look at Christianity through a deconstructionist lens. If you're a fan of what Matt Carter and the rest of the Emory Fellows are doing over at Bad Christian, you owe it to yourself to check this one out. My favorite track is Maryland. Again, thanks to Aaron and David for having me on this podcast. Make sure and take care of yourselves during this pandemic and discover new things that you love. Thanks again and peace out. Hello out there in growing up punk land. Uh, this is David from Jimmy E. Pod. And this is Justin. Also from Jimmy E. Pod. <laughs> if it wasn't um, already clear. Uh, we were tasked, uh, after David stepped in and filled my shoes uh, when I broke my arm last week, to uh, give some recommendations. Justin, what, 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 what are the uh, criteria we're trying to fill here? Okay, so we've got a few minutes of time to fill, and we are going to pick... Our top three underrated or unheard albums, and then uh, we'll highlight a couple of tracks on them. Uh, and since this is per person, what I wanted to do, since there's two of us, is just we do yours, mine, and then our combined album at the end. Awesome. So, David, would you like to go ahead and start this off? So, I w- go ahead and um, give your experience with this album, wh- how you heard about it, what you think about it, uh, uh, why <sighs> it's why people should be listening to it, and then maybe. Uh, play a track or two or at least mention those tracks that you like okay yeah for sure and now i can and you can hear it um okay um so the first album we're going to talk about is uh by a band called posture and the grizzly i have no clue how the fuck i found this band um i want to say that they probably showed up in like a music you might like playlist on apple music or something um it sounds it if I say this, it's going to discount the band and I will play clips. Um, it reminds me of everything I love about Tom DeLong, and it's not everything other people love about Tom DeLong. This is everything I love about Boxcar Racer. This is everything I love about how Tom crafts a song. The guy who fronts this band is a huge Blink fan, but it doesn't sound like a band trying to sound like Blink. But the minute I heard it, I said, that guy likes Blink. So I don't know how to describe it. Um, the the album I'm talking about comes from 2016, and it's called I Am Satan, um, which is just an amazing uh, album title. Um, it's 12 songs, uh, one of which is a different version of the opening track, an acoustic version, and the whole thing runs 36 minutes. So it's really difficult for me to pick an amazing like best track um obviously the album opens with a banger so i'll play a little bit of that and you can you can hear what i mean i think when i say that these guys love at least the lead singer frontman loves blink boxcar and tom
the opening track to this record. And when we get to the tr- our shared track, it's such a ballsy move, I think, to open your record with a slow jam. <laughs> like, um, oh yeah, uh, uh, the 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 one of the most recent records I love that opens with a slow jam is uh, The Greatest Generation by The Wonder Years. That was the first Wonder Years record I've ever heard. It's the only one I've ever really connected with, and it's probably in my top 10 records I've ever heard in my life. Um, And it opens with a slow, long build-up type of track. Um, And I think it's such a ballsy move. Um, A couple other songs. Uh, I love the song Mandy. I was listening to the album the other day to try to pick out, like, oh, what would I talk about it? So uh, here's this one, and it has almost no intro, so check this out. It's a little bit of uh, Mandy, and uh, there's one more song I wanted to play, and I think it's like a slow dirge too. But it's just like looking at the titles of the tracks really quickly. I'm like, yes, I should talk about this song. Um, this is one of those really. How long is this track? Yeah, this one's the longest on the record. It's uh, six minutes, and it's. Um, I mean, it, I guess it's like if Tom did with. I, it's very like. Boxcar Racer meets Dashboard Confessional and Boxcar Racer was going to be a Dashboard Confessional acoustic side project. So, I don't know, it just seems more genuine than it ever ended up being. Um, But this song's called Delete Me.
is very Jimmy Eat World, this song. <laughs> it's so good. This is like their goodbye Sky Harbor. I kind think it's of. the drums. Yeah. This <laughs> yeah. is actually like, this is very clarity, this song. But I love what he does with the guitars here. Very Angels and Airwaves. Like you can, he actually very plays a, a, a Tom DeLong Gibson. So like that was like kind of, but I didn't know what they looked like for a long time. And their social media presence is so strange. Like, I can't tell if they're joking half the time. Like, I feel like the band may have broken up at some point. <laughs> like, I have no idea what's going on with this band. But I love everything they've ever put out. What is it? Ah, oh, it's so good. And there's a lot of amazing drum work on this record. Wow. This isn't even all the best guitar stuff on this song. Anyway, Posture and the Grizzly, I Am Satan. I cannot get enough of this record. Every time I, like, a month or two or three or will go by, and I'll be like, oh, I should probably pop on that Posture record. And it blows me away every time. Justin, what's never, your record? I've never heard of that band. And I guess this is the exact reason why David wanted to do this, right? Um, yeah. That, that sounded great. You're, you're right. Everything you described... Um, very Angels and Airwaves to me. It was almost like 21 Pilots and Angels and Airwaves that kind of sound at the beginning, but then it definitely got more of a Tom song. Oh, interesting, yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the the I was talking with my wife about this one, man. Um, it's tough. I wanted to pick uh, an artist that I came across that I kind of, I just really dove into, but no one else would really know who they are. And I think this is one of those outliers. Um, this is from the 2013 album, I'm Rich Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. Uh, and the band is called Diarrhea Planet. And <laughs> I, again, just like with you, I don't remember exactly how I came across them, but I remember pushing it on somebody, either my buddies, um, Addison, or if it was someone else in a different circle, but it didn't, it never stuck with them. For whatever reason, when they listened to it, they never caught the same vibe that I got. Um, they've had, they had an album before this. They have had two albums since. And uh, they, I think what really what really drives me to enjoy this album is the way that they play the music. It's almost like progressive rock, but it's it's not. It's kind of like a bunch of dudes getting together. And this band has four guitarists in it, you know, which is sometimes you can hear three, but this is four. So there's a couple of songs that I wanted to highlight on this album. The first one is the opening track. It's kind of similar to posture in the grizzly where it's it's kind of a slow opener but it does this it, it does a build up so the and each one of these tracks is about under 4 minutes so they're pretty short tracks but this is light dream <laughs> Thank you. 
I think at the time I was really angry when I was listening to this, and I thought this is perfect. <laughs> but they'll go on and once they'll, it kicks in, it's pretty their, badass. They'll stop the um, whatever it is if it's going to be the chorus or the verse, and then they'll break it down, play more guitar stuff. It's definitely centered around the guitars. Uh, and if you couldn't tell, these guys, it's kind of like their whole vibe is like tongue in cheek bet- between their name and the names of their albums and the titles of their songs. Like, uh, there's the top rated or the most popular song um, is Ghost with a Boner, right? The songs like that, strange, <laughs> weird tracks. Um, on this record, though, there's a couple of the songs that I wanted to highlight. One of them is Kids. Um, and ugliest son. I'll play a little bit of kids. And again, this is one of those that breaks that that has some a couple of breakdowns where the um, the tracks will they'll t- change time signatures or at least they'll go into halftime. But here's kids. this a, a different type of sound that that I've heard you know in more recent music that this was from seven years ago yeah and let's see we've got one last track that I wanted to do which was ugliest son and I'll play that one right <laughs>
Diary of Planet. Uh, I have no idea what got me into them in this album, but I really fell in love with it and played it a lot when I was coding and, and writing scripts and stuff. Um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, man, that was that was very fun. Now, David, um, this is I can this get is, down with that. Yeah. Now, the whole reason, um, well, the whole reason I introduced you to this this thing was because I thought that you and I would come up with a great combo album. And what is it that we decided on as far as uh, noteworthy albums that many people probably haven't listened to? So yeah, this is yeah, this is definitely noteworthy, and maybe the audience of this show has not heard. Um, but with 18 million of this album sold, most people have yeah. <laughs> heard this album. I checked today. Um, but this is uh, an album that turns 30 this year, yeah, actually, 30. from 1990 um, by the one and only incomparable Mr. Garth Brooks. No Fences. Mm-hmm. Now, I must add, this is an I album. was looking at the track yeah. listing again. You know, 30-year-old track listing. There's a lot of other uh, writers that helped Garth on this album. And um, I we haven't spoken about the tracks on this album before, on which one's our favorite. But which one of these is uh, is the one that you choose as your, your standout uh, track? Well, it's hard. It depends on my mood. Friends in Low Places is the easy go-to that most people will know. Um and uh, the most fun part of that song is the the extra verse that he does live. Yeah. Um, uh, where he says the ass word. Um, and uh, but I listened to unanswered prayers, and this is what we brought up on Jimmy Pod uh, when we first started talking about Garth Brooks on there. Um, is I think I listened to that song recently. Like I don't know. It was like I had never heard that song before. Um, I listened to it maybe a year or two ago and, uh, it was just so incredible. What a great story to tell. Um, and so I'll give it to unanswered prayers also because Garth didn't write anything on friends in low places, whereas he wrote some of unanswered prayers. So I'll give them, I'll give him that one. Okay. That's a good one. I, I listened to that one again what about you? too. And that was a, that's a beautiful track. It was just a little too slow for me. I thought I want something that's a little bit more upbeat. Um, so my choice oh, yeah, it's was, not a banger uh, at all. Wild like horses. Yeah. I love wild horses. Which, and that was the first time I had heard wild horses um, before the Rolling Stones had it as a song. So I only knew the term wild horses from this song that Garth Brooks did. And then I heard the song that that the Rolling Stones and I was like, oh, well, no, there's a wild horses that Garth did. That's way better. Yeah, dude, outside of, like, maybe Start Me Up, I couldn't tell you one Rolling Stone song. <laughs> and I don't even know if that's the name of that song. <laughs> you're, you know, you're closer than I am. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to guess. The, um, well, did you, did you want to play a little bit of um, Unanswered Prayers? Because that is a pretty song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so it's a ballad. Um, it, it, it's what it is, but uh, uh, here's a little bit of Unanswered Prayers, yeah. Just the other night At a hometown football game My wife and I ran into You know, while he's talking, did you go to, like, football games and stuff in high school? And as I introduced Yeah, my, uh... (laughs) My stepdad implored me. He goes, dude, we gotta get out of the house, Justin. You gotta stop playing video games. Let's go. (laughs) So I went to a few football games, yeah. 
I, I didn't know what was going on, but you know, I was out there. Was the That's nuts, man. Yeah, uh, my wife, uh, when she was in high school, like, was very involved with sports and would go and, like, score keep at different sports. She ran track and all that stuff. And I did theater in high school, so, like, I couldn't have been less interested. But anyway, um, only because he brought up talking about the hometown football game. Oh, here's the chorus. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the man upstairs. So it's very religious, but <laughs> it's not necessarily a song about God or faith or anything like that it's more of an allegory that you find out at the end of the song sort of why he's saying what he's saying it's dope anyway good songwriting um let's hear and and here's what i found out about wild horses he released it 10 years later as a single isn't that crazy after this album uh, did you know that it was (laughs) what am i thinking of it's 2000 (laughs) yes yeah, right. <laughs> right. 20 hundred. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I know. I was getting, I was getting mixed up. It's 2000 is when you re-released it, right? 10 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Okay. So this is Wild, wild horses. horses. Yeah, it is Wild. This Because this was originally the same. Yes. So here's Wild Horses. Track number six. So right in the center of that album. Phone booth in Cheyenne I made a promise to Diane No more rodeos I'd gone my last school round The same promise that I made In San Antonio and Santa Fe But tonight I saddled up And let her down It's got that Trisha Yearwood harmony in the background, too. I love it. Yeah, man. This is Miss Yearwood. Oh, yeah. And I'll lose more than I'm gonna win someday. Wild horses just stay wild. And her heart is all I pray. To the minor, man. Oh, the minor chord. Yeah, baby. I gotta throw Weezer in there. This was before Buddy Holly did that uh, that major to minor. So this was that first major minor yeah. drop that I realized. 1990. Yeah, man. I'm really interested to know how much of the glo- growing up punk audience uh, <laughs> Actually, knows knows Garth and or this album and or those two songs. Right. <laughs> the percentages get smaller and smaller. Oh man. All right. So there we go. There we have it. There's our three albums. We have. Um, uh, what, what was it? It was Posture in the Grizzly? Posture in the Grizzly. I am Satan. Right. Um, uh, it was, let me go back to it, Diary of Planet with um, I'm Rich Beyond Your Wildest Dreams, and then Garth Brooks' second album, No Fences, 1990. Yes. Um, I'm really interested to hear what you guys think. Uh, you could probably hit us up anywhere uh, where you get your socials at Jimmy Eat Pod, um, and you can check out our show. Um, where uh, I'm around sometimes, and yeah. Justin's always there. I'm always there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, uh, if there's nothing else, I guess we could just tell the growing up punk audience to be excellent to each other. 
and party on, dudes. Yeah.